0: What's going on, people? In honor of Bullspit Brewing Company actually re-releasing Sasquatch Spit, we are re-releasing one of our, I think, our best first episodes in single digits, uh, our interview with Ronnie LeBlanc. He is featured on Travel Channel's Expedition Bigfoot. He's also an author of multiple books, uh, Monsterland Encounters with UFOs, Bigfoot, and Orange Orbs, and also Monsterland Shaman, Sasquatch, Synchronicity, and High Strangeness. He's also from the Monsterland podcast, which is an unbelievable podcast. It's awesome with Maddie B. He they those two are hilarious. You got to listen to it. Uh, and if you're anywhere near Lancaster, Massachusetts, when they release this beer, you need to go get some. It is my favorite beer from the brewery. So uh, please not enough of you listen to this first episode when it first came out you you gotta listen to it it is awesome so please enjoy and uh go get some of that beer dad's Worldwide. worldwide the first word in family
1: management family budgeting insurance bills food vacations research and development Homework,
2: emails, phone calls, last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car,
1: security, doors are locked, windows shut, house alarm is set, fingerless gloves, Dads Worldwide, loyal listeners,
2: possibly you!
0: Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide, I'm Brendan. I'm Jim. And today we have Ronnie LeBlanc from Lemonster. <laughs> They're yep. pretty snooty in Lemister to call it LeBlanc. Oh, yeah, I mean in Gardner it's <laughs> just straight up LeBlanc. Yeah. And that's the same. Le Blanc. No, Blanc. I think, so why does Matty B say LeBlanc? He
2: he he can't he it drives him nuts to say LeBlanc, actually, too. It like, does? It, yeah. So oh, it, oh, yeah. do you
0: force him to say it that way? No, no. 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 <laughs> no.
2: But anything like outside of like Central Mass, it's yeah. it's LeBlanc. It's LeBlanc. So is that it's, why, it's got, is
0: that why? Mm-hmm. I always wonder because I started yeah. listening to the podcast and I was like why are they saying it that way? Yeah. <laughs> Cuz everyone we everyone I know it's it's just straight up LeBlanc. Yeah, it's yeah. funny
2: when you and when you get outside of here it's kind of like that's what pe- how people pronounce
0: it. So <laughs> I'm like, "All right, <laughs> whatever. Okay. Go with it. Is that what yeah. they say on TV?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Same>. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. So, uh <laughs> author, podcaster and TV, TV t- star. Oh, yeah, and dad and so, dad. Yeah. husband <laughs> uh, uh yeah. Ronnie LeBlanc.
1: So, so, Ronnie, you're married and uh, to an, an amazing wife. She's awesome. And you yeah. have how many children? I have 17 children. Yes. Ooh, yeah. I have, I have uh, four,
2: <laughs> four kids. I got yeah. the three girls and a boy. My oldest is uh, Asia. She's 15. And my youngest is my son. He's eight. Eight. Yeah. And then Lena, she's 13. And then Emma's uh, now 12.
0: Awesome. Four. Yeah. I'm, <clears> I'm, I'm having my third. Oh wow! Pretty soon, yeah. um, boys, girls. What's the breakdown? two boys? Okay, and seventy percent chance, seventy percent chance it's a girl, which yeah. means <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're ultrasound, and the baby kept putting his hand in the crotch. See, yeah. you, in so you instinctively and say yeah. he. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. putting his hand in his crotch. Yeah, I mean, right. that's a boy all the way. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, they don't leave that thing alone. No, I no. mean, constantly tugging. He's eight now. You said. Eight, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean my oldest is six and if mm-hmm. the shorts come off and he's yeah. he's grabbing it. It's like no. kid, it's not gonna fall no. off. It's like a, leave it, it's <laughs> like a security blanket. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, all right, let's jump into the questions yep. here. All right. Uh first question. What has been your proudest dad moment? Ooh. Uh, it's a tough one with with four of them. Yeah. Proudest
2: dad moment.
0: Um, I, I j- one of the things
2: I heard is um, my daughter Emma at school and this was just kind of like it made me feel good that we're raising them right. At, at least I would like to think so. But there was a kid at school that was sitting by themselves and uh, one of my daughters had gone uh, over and just kind of sat with them and talked to them trying to get them to sit with the other kids and ended up just having lunch with them. But one of the teachers was just kind of like, oh my God, you know. Yeah, and so when great. I hear stuff like that, I think that makes a difference, you know, because there's so many kids that will, you know, s- suicide is such a an epidemic now. And the younger, way before um, you know, uh, I went to high school, like Lemster High was known as like suicide high seriously, seriously. and that's and awful. it was it it was not something that I was really privy to at the time, but then, a yeah, I people, don't
0: think I'd want to tell my kids about that. No,
2: but uh, you know, and it's and it just seems to be uh, you know again one of these things that you know younger kids are doing it, and it's like wow, and it's based off of being bullied, and you know hear all these stories on the national news. So stuff like this, where I feel like you have to kind of, the, those simple acts of kindness need to happen a lot more often We've, than they do. We've scary. done a
1: lot of talking about that actually, and we we talk about with the with mm-hmm. with social media and how much kids actually communicate that you know there's oh, yeah. there's no repercussions like if if, you know if we were standing face to face and you wanted to say something to me you know there's that level of oh, all right if do, do I really have the guts to say this to you right oh, what a yeah. retaliation but if, <laughs> yeah. but if you're sitting yeah. at home in your bedroom yeah you know and you're on your phone you know the world's the limit you know you, very pe- true. these kids will type whatever yeah. they want Inter- yeah, internet internet tough guys. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: well yeah. well it's a culture now it's not well. even that they're just hiding behind the keyboard this is like how most kids I think communicate with oh each yeah other. well no, no, no doubt but there. I'm just saying
0: that those people, yeah. those, the people that do that or choose to do that, I mean, that, I mean, they're obviously troubled. Right. If they're going to go to the extent of going after someone. Right. I mean, they're, they're obviously, there's something wrong with them, right? Yeah. I mean, they, right. <laughs> there's,
2: it's that whole mirror effect. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. Like kind of, yeah. We, I we mean, try we were
0: always taught in martial arts that the, the bully is probably a, the most troubled person mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you He's obviously needs to get out some frustrations. if He's right. coming to pick on you. Right,
1: we you know? we 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 harp on Cameron because she's thirteen, going on fourteen, and so you know in that middle school, and we constantly tell her, you don't take words back, whether you've said them right. or or well, or you, you can't. Or you I mean, even them. if you try, and no matter how apologetic and sincere you could be with an apology. Those words are always still out there. So, you know, we're trying to teach her to think before you say something. One of the things I told her is, you know, when you, if you're upset with someone and you're, you want to lash out and you want to say something, I said reverse your roles for a second and think about how you would feel if that person was saying to you what you're about to say to them. How would you yeah. handle that? Yeah, that's
0: the golden rule. Yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah. I'm, I'm always, I mean, even my kids are six and four and I'm trying to, I mean, that's hard on a four-year-old. Oh, just, yeah. I mean, my six-year-old is not getting it. My four-year-old is definitely not getting it, but you know, you try, you know, they, they hit each other and like, would, would, you know, do you want that to happen to you? I mean, right. and then, you know, on a bigger scale, the social media thing, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, thinking about your consequences. You're always yeah. trying to teach that to your children and, right. and. That's just a tough thing to get. It, it is. really is. It is. Yeah.
1: What is uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep going over here. What's one skill you would love to master that you just haven't gotten to yet?
2: Um, being manly. <laughs> <laughs> My,
1: uh, you're the manliest guy I know.
2: No, I, I don't mean, know what you're no talking way. about. Uh, no uh, chance. I don't know I mean, what you're talking you, about. No chance. All men
0: wear bracelets. <laughs> 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 What? like
2: <laughs> growing up
0: yeah,
2: growing up like my you know my dad uh you know side a house he can do different things yeah um and it was just something that i never really like i guess took on or learned to really do carpentry or things things like that did you hold the flashlight at all i yeah I, yeah yeah, 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 of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. But um, uh, one thing in my, my, as I got older, it's like uh, my sister who, who's now passed, but she had jokingly said, you know, what are you going to do when you get older? You're going to get married and you need to learn how to, you know, fix a door, do the things. I go, let's marry a girl that knows how to do that shit. You <laughs> yeah. know? And so does she? Surprisingly.
0: <laughs> does she really?
2: Surprisingly, That's my wife is ridiculous. She can do electrical work, plumbing, carpentry, all this stuff. I'm like, see? <laughs>
0: like, you know, I did it! I did it! Yeah. And yeah.
2: so, yeah. So most
0: people are looking Guess for right. a sugar mama, Ronnie's He's looking for Guess someone what? that can build a house. Yeah. I'm still
2: holding that fucking flashlight. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm still holding that flashlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you need, babe? Can you get me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> good job, honey. That looks really good. <laughs> can
1: you, give me a screwdriver? Yeah. Is that the star one or <laughs> yeah. the flat one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, <God.
0: laughs> All right. Uh, what was the most important thing your dad passed on to you? I
2: think the biggest thing was, uh, you know, hard work and, and, respect, but I think that always having kind of like a plan, having a strategy, having, I think the biggest thing is like putting money aside and saving for the, those rainy days. And I think that comes from where he, he grew up in uh, New Brunswick in Canada. And, um, when he came here, he was an immigrant, they didn't have money. So they learned to kind of work hard and make make money. Um, but the big thing was to make sure you had enough for a rainy day because they grew up in the depression and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And and those things are challenging when you have four kids.
0: Because,
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like something happens. Yeah. I mean, we're dealing with braces. I did diapers for 10 years, a decade right. of diapers, man. That's a lot of money. <laughs> That's a lot of diapers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all those things. So, you know, different things that you kind of like, ah, you didn't, you know. Those one of those, uh, I think the big pieces of advice is like, you just gotta save, put money away. You never know what, what what's going to go down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: What's
1: one childish thing you still enjoy doing? Uh, laughing. I, I mean, I just,
2: I love watching, um, stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. I love making my wife laugh. I love <laughs> making my kids laugh. I love comedy in general. I, I think laughing is healing, you know, and, um. So it's something that I feel like if you're if you're not
1: laughing, you're not living in the now. Do you think no. you've mastered the art of the dad joke?
0: Ooh. No, not yet.
1: No, no, not yet. No, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't
2: worked on any good. Any good. What ones is your
0: yet, What is your technique when it comes to dad jokes? Well, I mean, is it embarrassment? Is your goal embarrassment? Cringing, or no. Is it your goal?
2: Uh, no, like it, it's funny. Is I. Like, um, I definitely don't try to kind of, like, embarrass. I I, I yeah. think I see some videos where, like, they just traumatize Did you, see, traumatize the, did you the see the dad with the
0: short shorts? No, no. <laughs> oh, oh, it is brilliant. So his daughter, his 16-, 17-year-old daughter, is getting, going out of the house in short shorts. So he threw on some short shorts. Short shorts. Larger man, you know, not, not a tiny guy. And uh, they were tight. <laughs> and he walked in her bedroom. And, of course, she's embarrassed, right? Yeah. And he goes, this is how we feel when you walk out of the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, was like, I was like, that's just sheer brilliance. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I could skimp into those, you know. Right. But, but I mean, that's just sheer brilliance and hilarious. That's on awesome. And he strutted. I'll give it I'll give yeah, it to him. he did. Yeah, he showed it off. <laughs> showed it off. Uh, all right. Oh. Uh, what is the one thing you hope your child, your children learn from you? Uh, to follow their dreams, to take risks,
2: to... Uh, um, I always look at life like the 90-year-old in a rocking chair. And any kind of circumstance or opportunity that you could look back and say, damn, I wish I did that. Yeah. If, if you can look at it and say, yeah, I'm glad I didn't do it or whatever then don't do it but if you feel like you're going to be kicking yourself on an opportunity then you take it and i'm i'm definitely a risk taker in to my with what to you're my doing, father's with, <laughs> behest to my father's behest with what you're doing
0: professionally i say yeah that's yeah. Uh, i mean that's it, it it's is it's a bit of a risk right i mean although although in the last i don't know 10 15 years it's been crazy right just in the past twelve months,
2: it has really exploded exploded oh. uh, just you know the UFO world and also the Bigfoot world and um yeah, it just it's 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 weird because I feel like um I'm just trying to be myself in the sense of me writing the book and these experiences and stuff that I've had interest in um, was really me just kind of going, okay, I'm gonna put it all out there and it took me a couple of years to really write the book completely. I had it in my mind and I had different things I was compiling and research I was doing, but even though
0: you weren't going to write a book, correct. Just like things. <laughs> and, and you know, then I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Just yeah. started kind of going, yeah. and, you
2: know, um, I, I was starting to do it and then kind of pull back and then realize, you know, you got to do this. And you know, what really kind of motivated me is my sister wanting to write a book and her passing away and not doing it. That really propelled me to kind of, to, Do it and to roll up my sleeves and kind of get it done. Yeah. And I also wanted to have something. What am I leaving? You know, um, I'm uh, 42 at the time, 45 now. What am I leaving? What's my mark? Right. You know, and um, I feel like I wasn't doing anything that was really significant enough for me to say that's what I'm leaving. You know, I've gone. I've been in different like sales and advertising type roles that I just. They paid the bills, but they weren't fulfilling. Right? Yeah, you were. Yeah,
0: I know. You yeah. know, and yeah. bouncing from Absolutely. here to
2: there, and and uh, and still kind of doing that. You know, currently too. Like I had to take off to do a TV show for three weeks in Oregon, and it was unexpected. And I had 24 hours to kind of make a decision. Uh,
0: and God. you know, <laughs> yeah. like to that either, throws everything at upheaval, especially with four kids. It's I mean, like, crazy. yeah, that's like it was.
2: You know, and it's. Um, it has its toll on everybody that's involved, my wife, my kids and everything else. But it was one of these things I, I was like, you know, choose, you got to do this, you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, like I imagine she, I mean, she has to be supportive or she you is. are not being able to do it really. Cause I mean, it, it yeah, there's I mean, no question. Yeah.
2: Like yeah. one, she motivates me, but also is, you know, supportive and, you know, what I'm going to do or what I, you know, this is something I don't want to be a, I'm not looking to be like a TV star. That's not my, Mm -hmm. my thing was just to write this thing and then promote it. And yeah, you want to get to a position where you can be making money off of what you love. If I can sell enough books on a monthly basis and doing different things, then that'd be great. But I end up giving away more books than I do sell because I get people that are like so into it. And like, I got to, you know, here you go. Yeah, yeah. Because you're a nice guy. Because
0: you're a nice guy. That's what it comes but to. Yeah. But yeah and, yeah, and my whole. I'd be the same way. I'd I'm, I'm, be the same way. And
2: my intent was really to kind of like, I guess, I believe in the law of attraction. I believe in that you have to put something out there to get something back, mm-hmm. and that you have to do it in a way that's kind of like not self-serving. Like, and I thought putting something together of these encounters and true stories that people. Maybe not have heard, or that were would never be heard, and kind of help try to put them together, and hopefully that would invoke people to kind of come forward and talk about their stories. Yeah, and that's kind of or what at it's least, done,
0: or at least tell someone that you know. Yeah, she, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, and we're that's we're going to get there. into
1: it. Yeah, but, yeah, let's get into uh, this there. book was eye opening to me because I grew up here in Gardner and yeah. lemonsters is one community away. Yeah, one, yeah, one yeah. and yeah. a half communities Correct. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew about Monster Land. And I never knew no, about everything that was going on there. Yeah, it was like it's you there's know, people
2: that, that live there that still don't know that's right. going on. You know,
0: well, they don't. yeah, well, uh, we're we're yeah. Jim and I are going to be forty this year, and we there you go. Right. you know, like still, and honestly, if he didn't see it, hey, uh, yo, I know this guy, he's an author, and he's got this, and I'm I'm like, all right, you know, because we're not, I'm not plugged into that world at all. Right, yeah, I mean, um. Um, I'm a tradesman and when I'm not working on my house, I'm working, working, working. And then it's family time and, you know, um, and it's just, it's never been, uh, I don't want to say hobby, but it's never been a hobby of mine or, yeah. you know, right. but, um, yeah, and so f- almost forty years old, and I've never heard of this. You know, a c- community away from where I we grew up, and uh, yeah, it's shocking.
2: Well, a lot of these, you know, just people get ridiculed, they get made fun of. Um, people yeah. lose their jobs. They yeah.
0: uh, they lose their jobs.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're, you're um, you know talking about this kind of stuff, especially if you're a police officer,
0: oh, you're yeah. in the
2: military, yeah. um, you're an attorney, you're. Uh, an engineer like anyone that is almost of a scientific background can kind of get shunned within the, within academia, you know, within colleges and universities. Now it's getting more, you know, when the Navy has recently come out saying there's friggin' Holy UFOs, <laughs> yeah, the Tic Tac, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and the, we'll get into a little bit of that too, yeah, because absolutely. there's more developments with that, which is, is it well, really? Oh, oh good. Yeah. Cause I was going
0: to ask you about yeah. that. Cause that, I mean that, when I heard that audio, on your show, I was like, "Whoa!" It's and I heard crazy. it before. The funny thing is, is I heard it before, and um, but I, I again, I was just like, "Oh, well, that's that's nuts," you know, yeah. like and just kind of move along. But I don't know when you guys were discussing it, it was, right. yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I told my wife about it because she's like, "I'm a skeptic," you know, and I'm like, "There's military jet that saw something," you, like, you know, and what, I like, explained it to her, and she's like, "Really?" <laughs> you, know, you know, there's people
2: like, that will. You have to accept, and I've accepted this. There's yeah. people that will never believe. Yeah. yeah, That's fine. Absolutely. It's not supposed to be, you know, like, but there's people that have to have a personal experience in order for them to believe. Most people do, right? Like you have yeah. to be like, I seen it with my own eyes for it to happen. Yeah. And, uh, that's what it takes sometimes. But I, th- yeah. I think it also takes someone that's very like someone that you know, that you trust, that you know forever a family member, whoever, that you, you believe they tell the truth all the time, and then they tell you about something. Yeah. And you kind of go, okay, this... And then you start you pat, digging. You pat and,
0: them on the back and walk away. Right. Yeah, good, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. and, and most yeah. people
2: think, well, if it's not true, I would have... You know, if it's true, I would have had it spooned, you know, put in my face. But yeah. sometimes you have to dig yeah. to find the truth. You have to kind of, you know, maneuver a little bit because there's things that are, are happening around us all the time that we're unaware of. There were two visual Bigfoot sightings in the past eight months, just in Lumberton State Forest. No way, alone. really?
0: Oh, nice. Because I was going to ask you about the 2010 one. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm working okay. on the second book. All right. Too all right about hold, that, on, so. hold on. Hold all on. Right, hold heavy on. Heavy stuff. One more question each. So you yeah. got one more question? I'm or grabbing are we a done? chip. We, okay. Yeah. I got, yeah. Grab a chip.
1: <laughs> I got one more question, and this is probably going to be the most thought-provoking question. Yeah. So that this we has, get, this is going to be All day. This is going
0: to be in the fields, Ronnie. In the fields.
1: Is a hot dog a sandwich?
0: <laughs> mm.
2: You know, if you use a, a hamburger bun, yes.
1: Mm. Who, mm. You, do you often put? Is that because is that, like, from your I college have, days have, where that's all you had left was I have a, just the hot dog?
2: <laughs> or just always, the bun? <laughs> I've always toyed with the idea of kind of flipping around the hot dog and hamburger situation. Oh, really? Put the hamburger in a hot dog bun. Outside of the But box. the hot dog in a hamburger bun. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, but it just kinda Fs with yeah. your head. It, yeah, it, we it bring in the UFO
0: we bring in the UFO guy and he starts <laughs> fucking with our heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my God. Do you, All right.
1: All right. Do you watch it, that, that show in Practical Jokers? I do. Did yeah, you we, see the episode where they gave the UFO presentation? I don't think I saw that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. You're Something gonna to watch. To, I'm, I'm, just, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah, talk yeah. about it, yeah. but right, I look we're going to yeah. look it up at. Yeah, Awesome. Yeah. I was dying laughing.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, in light of... So, uh, during this recording, which is... What is it?
1: 7.13? Yes.
0: Yes. So... Sorry, I was drinking beer. Within forty-eight answer. hours from now, Jim Father will Jim Hunt will be a father. Forty-eight hours. Yes. That's crazy. So you're nervous?
1: No, I'm wondering where the question is.
0: Oh. So Ronnie, the one piece yeah. the one piece of advice you would give to new dads. Oh, there it is. Bam! That's what I was getting to, you uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Shut up. All right, you ready for yeah. this? Yeah. Get your
2: naps. In, <laughs> yeah, Like, you have to kind of figure out a way to do it, even if you can somehow do it standing up. Yeah. If you can pull <laughs> not up 15 holding the minutes. Baby. Yeah, not holding not the holding baby. Not holding the baby. This yeah. is off
1: time. <laughs> off time. But
2: you you have to figure out your, your spots. Sometimes so, this might have to be the bathroom and the tub for right.
1: 15. <coughs> <laughs> so we're having a C-section Monday morning. Yeah. We And I know (laughs) he's making the incision like I'm going to be involved. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Passing out.
1: They say that she's going to be in the hospital for three to five days. Yeah. Depending on recovery. So she tells me that. There's a lot of
2: time to sleep for you right there. Well, she
1: says the day that we find out that I'm going home the next day, I want you to go home and get a good night's sleep. And I'm like, not going to happen. And she's like, well, why not? I said, one of us needs to have a good night's sleep. I'm like... Because I can see this two months down the road. Well, you went home. We're both not sleeping, and it's going to be like The Exorcist, and you're going to be like,
0: "I let you sleep," and your head
1: is going to do a full spin. Yes. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not falling into that trap. What what distance
0: were you you for when you said this? (laughs) We were were
1: sitting next to each other, and we were with her father, and her father started cracking up, and he's like, "No, I can see that."
0: Do women listen
1: to
2: this podcast? I don't know. She, does. she listens few. to everyone. She, she listens
1: to everyone. Yeah, she yeah. didn't believe we were doing it for a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she's like, she huh, challenged us. Yeah, she we, did I, challenge us. We proved us. you wrong. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. My wife listens as well.
1: Uh, yeah. Actually,
2: I would give some advice is to uh, girls. Women seem to have. Um, photographic memories, dates, times, things of those nature. Oh, yeah, for sure. So maybe keep a book, a notebook of everything. (laughs)
0: You can refer to. (laughs) A reference reference Uh material. Uh Uh November Uh 2nd. Honey,
1: hold on, hold on. 3.20 a.m. You said, (laughs) and I quote. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually a really good advice. Write that down. In your book. In your book.
2: (laughs) Just don't let them find it. Yeah, yeah. I I I joke about
1: having a diary, but I think I'm really going to start one. Yeah, Yeah. you have to get one with a lock.
2: Yeah, Yeah. you got to get one with a lock. They have them at Ocean State Job Lot. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Perfect. All right, so that's going to be the end of our questions, and we're going to get right into this. So, Ronnie, you're the author of Monsterland Encounters with UFOs, Bigfoot, and Orange Orbs. You're also the uh, co-host of Monsterland podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brendan and First I'm,
0: question How much acid Have you been
1: doing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry,
2: sorry. Yeah. I tried it At a Grateful Dead Concert back, <laughs> yeah. I was joking yeah. but Back oh, in Jesus. LA yeah. yeah And it never worked We were looking For those bastards That yeah. it was yeah. 40 bucks And we are trying To find them Like they were, they were Wearing a tie-dye It was just yeah. Construction yeah.
0: It was just Construction paper <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: It was their ticket To get in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make A little money back Um so we both had the opportunity to read the book. I've, awesome. I've obviously had it for a while, and Brendan read it when he found out you were coming on. And uh, you talk about your first ever mm. encounter. Can you want to talk about that a little yeah. bit? Yeah, yeah.
2: It was, um, you know, it's still one of those things that I, you know, when it happened to me, it was not something I was thinking Bigfoot, you know, like, but it was something that was just odd and didn't make any sense. And basically... You know, I lived uh, down the street from Fallbrook School on Union Street in Lemonster, and that uh, area, unbeknownst to me, definitely had a lot of different activity with UFOs and going back and in, in, in history, and my book kind of dives into that, but... I would ride my bike. I was like five houses down. I ride my bike behind the school, and there were different trails and woods that would lead to Monsterland and the power lines and the
0: sand dunes. Well, let's describe what Monsterland is.
2: So there's an area, and it's it's really developed now. Like um, so, where Walmart is in or that area. Um, back in the '50s and '60s, they had called it Monsterland <laughs> instead of Monster. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a place, like many places around, like um, I think in like Concord and other places, they have areas where you're going to go, and you're going to go party. Where you mm-hmm. have, where else are you going to go? You're going to go in the woods. You don't yeah. have a house, an yeah. apartment to hang out, party, or 16. Or the sand pits. Yep, yeah. exactly. We the had sand, sand pit. pits yeah, out yeah. there. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So that's what Moss Land was. <laughs> yeah. the, the area was with the sand pits. But there was a bridge that we'd go through, Old Mill Road, to kind of get there. And the whole area had a very weird vibe to it.
0: But I never partied, Mom, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I never went to sand pits. Yeah. Well, yeah. We were yeah. studying, Mom. Yeah, studying. Yeah. But this is I was at be- gym's house.
2: <laughs> this is way before I was even into doing anything like that. Yeah. But um, I was like 11, 12, whatever. And I uh, would go meet friends. Or sometimes I would be riding my bike and just go and exploring out there. But when you're that young in the middle of the woods, you're kind of like freaked out. you know. Oh, you know? Yeah. I'm watching, you know, your
0: mind is, I'm wandering. into GI
2: Joe and also <laughs> the shit, you know? So I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, this no problem, but I would avoid this particular trail, this entrance that I would go by that just had this kind of freaky kind of vibe to it. And one day I was just kind of feeling I'm going down this thing. And, and, uh, you know, I talk about in the book, it was, didn't matter if it was like the most amazing sunny day. It just seemed to be shadows and dark mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I went, into the trail, get off my bike, had an incline, so I had to kind of walk it up. And as I was kind of going through, I got back on the bike and kind of like, you know, riding through the trail. And you initially start hearing birds and different things, and then I just started noticing it was just starting to get really quiet, and you could just hear my wheels, you know, the, the pedals. And, uh, you know, maybe that was scaring things off, but I just get that sense. And we've all had that feeling where you feel like you're being watched. And you turn around, someone's looking at you, or you know, you might see an animal staring at you. But it had that vibe, that that feeling. And as I kind of was going, the trail got narrower and narrower, and it kind of got to a choke point where I couldn't see anything. I'm like, I don't feel like I want to go any further, (laughs) right? And what the fuck am I doing? You know? Right. So I hadn't got my feet off of the bike, and I just kind of stopped. But it was almost like this mental, like I couldn't go any further, and I was looking ahead. For some reason, this vicinity where my eyes were just kind of locked, like something was like, just keep watching, right? And all of a sudden, it was just like, wow, freaking forest erupts in front of me, and something goes across the trail, pushing, you know, trees and stuff, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing there. But it was something so big, like it had to be a moose or a bear or something that I was like, what? You know, (laughs) nothing. Nothing. And it was close. It wasn't, like, you know, further down. And as soon as it kind of happened, it stopped. But I kind of felt like whatever did that then stopped and was, like, you know, looking right back. <laughs> so like, <"Ugh!" laughs> I, I turned this thing around and pedaled so fast out of there, but I was trying to figure out. I knew the animals in the woods, and I was like, what did I just experience? And kind of put it beside me and kind of really forgot about it until years, many years later when... Um, really a friend of a friend. I didn't even know the guy initially that um, found the prince with his wife in Lemister State Forest.
0: No, this is the sighting in 2010.
2: 2010, Lemister State Forest. And it, it wasn't a sighting, but they found six... Uh, the prints. Yeah, six foot Yeah, Yeah. Sorry, sorry, foot sorry, sorry. yeah. 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 Um, but what's interesting, and this is how... I don't know. I guess my path has always been like, how, the, how, the, how did I end up here? Or if I didn't do this, or if I didn't say this, this wouldn't happen. So... I ended up meeting the guy's brother, who my wife went to school with since kindergarten. She knew him forever. And this guy's a character. He's like, you have to meet him. He's hysterical, (laughs) funny. And both of our kids were going to daycare together, preschool. So I ended up meeting him and totally hit it off. He was was great, but he was asking about when I used to live in California. He was like, dude, so what's some of the best places that you went to? And And I said, uh, oh, man, Redwood National Forest is just kick-ass. It just prehistoric and just awesome like you go there and you you could d- definitely see like a bigfoot sasquatch look he's like, wait sasquatch <laughs> i'm like yeah i was like are you <laughs> fucking kidding and he just starts dying laughing and i was like oh, i should have shut my <laughs> mouth <laughs> yeah. and then i go and explain no the, right. you know those sightings dah, dah, dah. and then he kind of like jokingly just kind of listening but you know whatever seven days later doesn't his brother <laughs> In <laughs> State Forest with his, with, in his, with his wife, go hiking on a Sunday. No one's around. And they go on this trail. It forks off. They argue which direction to go. They're trying to head to the reservoir. Uh, he notices the spot where it's really kind of muddy, and it describes it almost like a jar, fresh jar of peanut butter. Right. And uh, they came back. And this is what always interests me is the time stamp of things. Yeah. It's not like, hey, we showed up and they were there. Hey, we showed up. They weren't there. Ten minutes later, we come back and they're there. So right. something made those tracks in that time frame that they had. Uh, so you could have a human being, yeah, running through that. But what are the odds? That you have to think that's a probability, obviously, right? Yep. But six feet between each of those footprints, five toes in each of the prints are very visible, and they were three and a half inches deep. And this guy is 240 pounds and was trying to put his weight down and he couldn't even break a, couldn't. an inch and a half. Yeah. So there were just so many different elements. He talked about hearing almost like a grunt, he said before. Like they felt like they were being watched the whole time they were in there. And then when they found these prints, he just felt like, again, they're being watched, um, picked up a rock, and was kind of like just – people talk about being zapped. So after you have an encounter or, you, or you're in the vicinity where they don't want you to be, they feel that this feeling of dread. And what that is, what we're starting to learn about scientists, what what have you, is that infrasound that tigers and kill whales can emit. Uh, can basically, before they're going to attack a prey, destabilize them or it can ward off other competition. Yeah. And so it was almost that kind of feeling that they got, and it took them two hours to get out of there where it took them 45 minutes to kind of get in. Oh, my God. So they were all twisted <laughs> up. They get out, uh, you know, right. way off from where the car yeah. was and walk back. And so, and then you know, the different stories started emerging because m- the main thing was um, just trying to get the real story out because we ended up doing Finding Bigfoot, and that was you know, by chance reporting the story to, to uh, the BFRO on the reporting site. And so they're looking at new cases, and we were able to cast one of those prints. We went back, you know, days later and cast
0: one of those. Now, Finding Bigfoot was on...
2: Uh, Animal Planet. Animal yeah. Planet. Yeah. So this, and they
0: came to Levenster State Forest for that? So what ended up happening is uh,
2: they were filming in Rhode Island. They were yeah. doing a, a town hall, and they uh, we get a call from uh, Dr. David Brake, who's the PhD that investigated... This particular case, mm-hmm. and was like, you know, this is, there's been other reports. I think you have Sasquatch footprint, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh my God, this is a scientist telling us this. Yeah. He said, hey, would you guys be interested in coming down? They're filming. Can you bring the, the the cast? And we're like, yeah. So the game plan was to go down. I'm like, oh, we're getting on the show. We're going to yeah. show up with <laughs> the cast. We're going to show up <laughs> with the damn cast. I was, I was like, of course we're getting on the I'm show. I'm like, here's the game plan we're showing yeah. up with the cast. We're sitting in the front row, and they, they can't deny to not. He's yeah. like, well, what are they going to do? I'm like, they'll change their, you know, shooting right. schedule. They'll come, and uh, yeah, we ended up going. Sat in the front row. Got there early, and um, you know, he told his story, which was very compelling, and he's still, it's still compelling uh, when he tells it. Uh, but they ended up coming out. And they said, you know, we're going to New York State tomorrow, but we're going to pause, wait another day, push the shooting schedule, and come to Lemster. We're like, yeah. holy shit! So the next day they came. Nice. Um, Pouring Rain um, (laughs) shot for like 10, 11 hours out there. Uh, But the idea was that they were keeping it, the episode was part of Big Rhodey, so it's Mm -hmm. Rhode Island, so they were trying to keep it within the realm of that. Um, Is there really
0: a lot of sightings in Rhode Island?
2: There really isn't. There were like maybe like one. So what
0: was the attraction, attraction, yeah.
2: I think one is when you're doing these shoots and you're kind of the location, If they could show that there is a Bigfoot sighting in Rhode Island when there hasn't been any on the BFRO site, it was kind of a first. I think they were shooting for that. Um, but they ended up keeping the story kind of within Rhode Island and, and didn't really divulge the location, which was the state forest. Yeah. But again, my thing was like, dude, we're going to the freaking Sentinel and yeah. the champion and tell them the story and get it in the papers so then people really know this is part yeah, of the this show. This was in Central
0: Mass. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. And we did that, and it came out, and there was no you know, repercussions from Animal Planet. They could have come back and freaking did something. But yeah. uh, I think it helped because then people were like, I had a sighting 30 years ago. I haven't told anybody. I had this. This happened yeah. two years ago. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. And it just propelled and, and got people to open up. You know, so it's. I think that's that's what the the main purpose of the whole book has been, and I think for the show, too, is to get a, a wider awareness around it.
1: So that that 2010, they, they were able to recover six footprints?
2: So um, we went back and we actually casted one of the six because the I six. had... Um, I had totally remembered that my sister had given me a casting kit for your kids that you could put (laughs) their hands in. Yeah, yeah. We had this thing in the closet for like four years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No kids, we're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So we're gonna do it. And it was one of these things like, like this is great.
2: You know, (laughs) Daddy found a Bigfoot. Get out of the way. (laughs) But it is. But what are the odds? Like her getting that four years ago. You know, yep. planning for the kids, but really ended and then up turning the kids, to be a part we, of You just never
0: use it, and right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah.
2: I end up grabbing it, and that day I went up, and I said, you know, if we, you
0: know,
2: we weren't really hopeful. I was hopeful we we're going to find it, but because how was, many
0: days after the uh, sighting of this? This of the, was like I wouldn't say encounter. nine,
2: almost ten days, possibly. Yeah,
0: and that's a long time, especially in uh, when what when, when was it? In summer, right? Summer in June. So I mean, there's not too much rain, but I mean, that still could have got washed away. Right, and there was a
2: little. We got a little bit of rain in between, which didn't really affect the tracks because of the canopy of the trees. Yeah. But again, the timing of it, we show up, we cast one of those things, and we pick the best one that had the the toes, everything, and the deepest, whatever. And off in the distance, we hear
0: (sighs) no no, four wheelers,
2: and we get up to the trail, and they have to come zipping around. Mm. And literally, we stood in front of them. We had them go by, but if we got there ten minutes later, they yeah. would have went right over right the tracks. Around, they would around. have been gone. We never would have found them. There <sighs> would be no finding Bigfoot. There would be no uh, Monsland. land. There would be nothing.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
2: And so I look at things like that. Like yeah. everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You know, the paths we take, we might think we're going this way, and it swings us right back. Yeah. You know? So oh, man, yeah. that's crazy. So you're well.
1: you're considered a, an expert on on this.
2: I guess, so, I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> well, really think there's experts in it, but yeah, I mean well, like... So
1: I can hear a skeptic saying, well, you only found six tracks, Why, where are the rest of them? But you have the interdimensional theory, do you want to talk about that Yeah. And how How you've come to so, learn about so with that? So
2: those, with those tracks, the interesting piece I'll just add to that is that there were deer tracks alongside those six tracks. So think about this for a second that those tracks were coming out of the woods, going on the trail, kind of going back in the woods in a diagonal kind of line. But these were a straight line, just like similar other Bigfoot tracks. But the deer tracks are right alongside it. Like this thing was chasing after a deer. A deer, yeah. So the speed of this had to be like an animal, like a human couldn't keep up with a friggin' deer. No,
0: no way. So, yeah, but the, I mean, it, I mean, that thing's chasing, if that thing's chasing a deer, then it's going to have a six to eight foot span. Right. I mean, it, I mean right. especially if yeah. Bigfoot's eight foot tall. Right. right and just know, having
2: it, that six foot, like even trying to do that on my own, I was like, this is like yeah, really tough yeah, to, yeah. to pull off. We've especially tried to keep up foot. with a deer
1: on our bikes and that we couldn't even yeah, do that. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, so the, the idea here is that with, um, with Monsterland and areas that are similar to Monsterland. There's something about these spaces, these places that these things happen. There's Bigfoots, there's, you know, or Sasquatch, there's uh orbs, these balls of light, there's UFOs, there's craft, flying saucers, triangle type craft, rectangle type fucking trap crafts. Mm. Um and there's also weird stuff that has to do with, um, kind of like death and, and, you know, massacres that kind of opens up these energies, almost these portals. And so I really believe that there is a portal in Lemister State Forest. There is some kind of, um, opening there's reported vortexes in Concord and in Fitchburg and other places around. Um, a lot of the, um, interesting portals in the U S are right next to air force bases and huh. why do you think that is? You know, it's they were there before the Air Force bases. Maybe those bases were built because they were already because there. they were there. So a lot of these places have this history <clears throat> and they have this activity in Monsterland, which is now really, you know, there's a small subsection of, of South Laminster by Lancaster that had this strange activity, but it seems to be happening all over Laminster State Forest and the surrounding areas of Gardner, South Ashburnham. Uh, Fitchburg,
0: Worcester. Yeah, I was surprised to see that there were some Gardner sightings in the book. Yeah. And, and, um, I don't know. I, again, I would think that would be known to us, right? Yeah. (laughs) up in Gardner and not never heard a word of that, you know? know?
2: And uh, one thing too, is like it, it, there could be a story, right. Or a legend or somebody's talking about this happening. And then one person says, Oh, that was a hoax. That was blah blah blah. Right. So that's true. Go, eh. Yeah, that's
0: true. Everyone you know, just dismisses it. Oh, it's on really Snopes. Quickly.
2: But yeah, who's Snope and Snopes? You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. um So there's there's things like that I think a lot of you stories. Get, you know what get I'm get sca- I'm
0: skeptical of is anyone that's a hundred percent on anything? <laughs> Either way. You know what I mean? Like I mean well, like like they don't exist. Well you don't really know that. Yeah. Well they do exist. Well you you don't Kind of know that either, so I mean, it's I mean, but I think there's I think there's healthy skepticism,
2: but there's also people that will say I know they exist because I've seen them or I've had right. experiences with them, and then I go okay, like I've yeah, had yeah, I've yeah. had <laughs> yeah. this
1: just in the past. Uh, do like, you
0: believe those people? Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah you must get a ton of stories, like people who yeah, have I mean, read people your book must tell you or everything. They must. You must get a ton of stories.
2: And here's the thing: like someone to take the. Um, Yeah, people are going to try to pull some shit, you know, but most people that have reached out to me are very like, I have to tell you this. I haven't told anybody this, you know, and I don't want anybody else to know. And so we'll keep it anonymous because they have businesses, they have these different things, but people are experiencing things. I've had two ex CIA agents now come forward to me, basically wanted to talk and tell me about other stuff that they've. Worked on or done, and that shit scares me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you did, you, did you see the Bob Lazar documentary? I did, yeah. What did you think of it? He's legit. He's, you know...
2: Um, it's crazy. Back, you know, back then, Element 115, all these different but things why have take, come true. Like, you know? well, yeah, but I mean...
0: Because
2: yeah. he said in his, his big thing was like... 30 I years I got my, ago he came out. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people don't want to believe you, and you also have a machine that's trying to stop this thing happening now it's saying let's let's go and they're bringing bob and they're making it happen and one thing bob said is that he used to get his paychecks from the navy and everyone was like the navy well now they're they're showing that the navy is has applied for patents for um uh anti-gravity craft that are basically aircraft carriers that can fly in fucking space mm-hmm. what? and, and over our atmosphere that can fly. nuh Yeah. So when did that happen?
1: You just Reasonably get bet you you just been been a dig. Years, you just get right? a dig. Yeah,
2: That's crazy. But I mean, it's, 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 this stuff is coming out more. It's coming out. People are starting to speak and there's been a movement that's been happening for, for, you know, a good, I would say the past two years, pretty actively, oddly time when we started the podcast too, which has been right. great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's just uh, a lot of respected officials. I mean, look what Tom DeLonge from Blink One Eighty Two.
0: Yeah, I heard has he, put so together. He's a...
2: like, so he's put the this group together that's ex CIA, ex Department of Defense, guys from the intelligence community that want to reveal this UFO, you know, phenomenon that's been going on that we still. There's people that believe that we've been in. I guess working with them for a long time.
1: Well, there was the whole know. controversy because I think was wasn't that Area Fifty One came up for declassification. Yes, yeah, a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, so
0: but Bob Lazar, so he wasn't working at Area Fifty. He was at S four. He was at S four, which S4. was a, kind of an offshoot. Okay, and right. he was working on this. What did he call it? Like a power. Well, he had like the, the orb. orb. The it sport. was an orb. It was an orb, but yeah. it was. How did he, I, don't, I don't i don't remember how he described it but it was it, it 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 had its own power it there was no wires in it it wasn't battery there's was no batteries in it it just existed and but it had enough power to do whatever i mean it yeah. and 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 he was brought along to try to figure out how and why and and um What do you say? I forget what planet they said that it came from, but I I think that was part Uh, of like that reticula, yeah, and that was like part of the misinformation that was. There's a lot of um, misinformation, disinformation. Um, One because the government wants to know who the hell's talking, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Some of it,
2: I think, is kind of like uh, you know what's happening now with the Facebook um, uh, event storming Area 51 has now reached over a million attendees. Really? That they're planning on storming Area 51. Oh, this is news to me. Yeah. So uh, this is a Facebook event? Yep. So it's it's getting picked up now on mainstream uh, news like ABC and NBC. So it started off as kind of a joke. Yeah. Um, And now they've gotten a million people. They've set a date and they've set a time. Oh, shit. That they plan on storming this. Now... Area 51 is is nestled in 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 a valley surrounded by
1: mountains. (laughs) Well, you you were down in that area, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't anywhere near Nevada. I was in New Mexico. I mean, yeah, yeah, but where they are is so it's desolate. Yeah, and And there's there's really, yeah, you really you can't sneak up on the base. Let's be serious. I mean, mean, you could have. Are you going
2: to storm the gate? (laughs) You could have an amazing massacre.
1: You know, uh, or I'm just picturing Braveheart right now. Like a, we can like, never
2: take a, your UFOs. Like It'll day. be interesting to see. I think. I think there will be. I think out of a million people.
0: Paranormal activity.
2: Yeah. I think there's at least 15 that are showing up. To <laughs> yeah.
0: <event>. yeah. <laughs> I of, don't know. There's a lot and of interested. In. Yeah, I was going to say. You <laughs> so, know. Yeah. yeah. Interested in the event? Yeah. Maybe.
2: Yeah. yeah there's uh, a lot of maybe. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, that, so things like that, just that alone is bringing awareness. It's like yeah. the... It's mm-hmm. like the uh, the challenge, the bucket challenge. You yeah. Know, it just, it kind of, it's so, crazy how
0: this. So my wife, I, I, you know, I discuss stuff with her because I, I mean, she obviously thinks differently than I do. So I, I mean, I, I get her. A I lot like, of
1: people I'm, call that rational.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's <laughs> rational and logic. Yeah. And yeah. I have to really, yeah, yeah, yeah. She brings me down. She's trying to bring she, you back She down. reins yeah. me yeah. back in, yeah. you know, yeah. she pulls me back in. No, uh, you know, and, so I'm talking about your book and, 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 you know, just, and like different, cause we're not into that thing, you sure. know, we're not into the stuff, you know? And, 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 uh, so I was talking about, uh, I was talking about Sasquatch <laughs> and my son, my six year old is, scared. I mean, he's freaked out about like porcupines mm. and foxes and stuff like that. So I'm talking about Bigfoot and he's like. They can be in the woods. I said, "Yeah, just like in the backyard." My wife gives me the "What the fuck?"
1: Because <laughs> <The look. laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now he's not yeah. sleeping. Yeah, yet. yeah, no,
0: no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. But well, I mean, tonight speak- he'll be coming out, being like, "I think I saw Bigfoot."
2: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of backyard and Bigfoot, Dude, man, yeah. the, there was there was a, a friend oh, that shit. I know very well, Oh, very well, yeah. and uh, he had a visual sighting on his no way on his lawn. He was fixing a sprinkler like four in the morning. He's up at 5.36 to go to work. Wait a second. I call bullshit.
0: Who the hell gets up at, at 4 o'clock in the morning to fix their sprinkler? This guy. Get this the fuck out of here. This guy. <laughs> gotta get the water done. Yeah, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta get... Hey, I mean, that lawn, that lawn has to get sprinkled. So he's moving the sprinkler yeah. from yeah, yeah.
2: one section of the lawn to whatever, or, yeah. or, or fixing the sprinkler head or whatever. Yeah. And so he's just he couldn't sleep. He's up at 3 in the morning. Now, prior to this, I gave him the book. He started reading it. He was seeing these weird... <laughs> Balls of light and strange lights by his house. Oh, shit. They moved there like a couple years back. Yeah, and so I told them, "Dude, here's the book. Can Read you say about the it." What town it is? Uh, let's let's say it's. Um, don't don't It's It's near Lumberton State Forest, but if it's my, not. But it's not Lemister. If okay. my
1: wife asks, you bought it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I kind of and what I told him to do is that when he's seeing these lights, because he was like, there's these drones, and and I talk about it on the podcast, and it's going to be in the new book too, but uh, seeing these strange drones and and lights, and I'm like, I don't know if these things are drones. And uh, I told him to kind of go out, and it sounds weird, but I told him to go, when he's going out there and he's sky watching, is to kind of send thoughts out, kind of like, you know, I want to see. Come what, here. Get Come closer. here, you. Like, yeah. 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 So... Week and a half, two weeks after this started happening, he was out. He couldn't sleep. It's 3 in the morning. So he has to get up soon anyways, but 3, 4 in the morning, whatever it was, and goes out, and he's moving the sprinkler or just adjusting ahead, and he feels like he's being watched. <laughs> and he looks over to the telephone pole, and there something goes like this and peeks right at him. Whoa. And it, and, <laughs> and then it runs across the street in two steps goes boom boom and jumps over a stone wall and he's like and he goes it's all black it's all hair he goes it was like a chimpanze a humpback chimpanzee on two legs he goes it was he goes we made eye contact it was a creature like he goes i'm terrified like he's freaking out now this guy's a hunter yeah he's yeah. gone shark fishing he's chopped off porcupines with a freaking you know like yeah he's a badass yeah and he freaked out and he goes he goes "Ronnie I could hear the pads of its feet like running on the asphalt and then he goes it jumped over the stone wall I heard two more steps <laughs> and then I just it stopped and he goes I knew it turned it was staring right back at me watching watch a bit and <laughs> and he was and he was like you know what the hell happened yeah, yeah. like what did I just see I'm like well I think it had something to do with it. you're sending out stuff and this goes to your question about yeah. the interdimensional thing so with Bigfoot, with Sasquatch, a lot of researchers that have been doing this for 30, 40, 50 years, the real good ones have come out and kind of said, this thing isn't an animal. It's doing things, it's disappearing, it's it's vanishing before our eyes, it's doing stuff that should not be possible. Paranormal, supernatural, call it what you will, but it's doing something that does not make any sense. It's not, it's not behaving like a human being, it's not behaving like an animal. Yeah. So, these um, sightings also take places take place in areas that have UFOs and orb sightings. And they're also seen around the same time frame of these sightings. So, there's been reports of uh, a Bigfoot running with a ball of light in its hand, like an orb. There's been reports of Bigfoots coming out of flying saucers, out of UFOs. What? Crazy Jesus. shit. Yeah. And um, there was just recently uh, a report out of Lombard State Forest... From a friend of ours, uh, Jonathan Wilk. He's a researcher that runs Massachusetts, which is basically the BFRO's like version of uh, the Massachusetts chapter. Okay. And he gets reportings and sites and and uh, sightings, and um, like hundreds. And he gets a lot around this area, uh, Land, but also around Lumber State Forest. And one in particular was a guy that was out researching, and I know this guy. He's he's in his sixties. And he was going to a certain section of Lemons State Forest. Again, he read the book and I appointed and I uh, Elm Street. And he went down Elm Street, um, was hollered at like by some kind of ape gorilla type thing and what he's described it as. And he keeps keeps on going back because he's found things that look like it's like a nursery. There's some mm-hmm. weird stuff going on. And so he's leaving, spent the whole day, nothing. And he's walking out, getting to the exit where car his car is parked. And he turns, coming like one last time, and he sees this figure standing by the tree.
0: The stalking him.
2: And he's looking, and he's, it's all like six, seven feet tall, all black, uh, hairy. And he can't tell if it's looking at him or looking away, but he looks down the trail, and there's a hiker coming close in his direction. So then he looks back at this thing, and the thing turns and looks at him. And they make eye contact, and then the thing just casually turns, just like the Patterson-Gimlin film, and starts to walk away. Now, here's where it gets freaking crazy. As it starts to walk away into the woods, he looks and notices that its hand starts to disappear.
0: What? What?
2: And it goes up his arm, and then it goes his leg, and then his whole body as it's walking... Starts to vanish like a ghost, like you go, like the predator mm-hmm. goes and yeah. I was something. gonna
0: say interdimensional or predator-like, right? You know, right. Like, so like, exactly, yeah, yeah.
2: And so I, you know, I flash back to my experience in the woods and something in, invisible in front of me, and stories like this. There's Native Americans talk about Sasquatch being able to cloak, be able to be invisible. Shamans, they practice one of the the higher tenets once they get to the is invisibility. Really? Oh, it's cloaking? Jeez. So this is something that it's not, yeah, and it's something (laughs) that, like, it happens in nature, too, with, you know, like the cuttlefish and different things. There's...
0: Chameleon. Exactly. There's
2: versions of it, but this is almost like playing with light and matter and different things, that it's almost on this other realm, and we're dealing with something that I think is what you would possibly describe as alien or interdimensional based on People, when they have Bigfoot sightings, it's you know, Bigfoot's almost letting you see them, or you're supposed to have these experiences. But what people also don't talk about or share is the weird shit that happened before and after these sightings. Right. They see shadow people, they see balls of light. Oh, I had a UFO sighting. All these things. Yeah, what's crazy is the out. fact
0: that you admit that you saw Sasquatch Bigfoot, or the fact that you know, two days beforehand, you were talking to a ball of light. You know, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't want to, I, I mean, if I had to admit one of those things, it'd probably be the, you know, the right. Bigfoot thing, you know, you know yeah. like, uh, other than the, the whole, the orb thing, you know, yeah. because yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think you're right, people, uh I mean, I don't know, I would, I would never ridicule someone. I mean, if, if you're sure you saw that, no, that's fine. I mean, I don't, who am I to argue with you? Right. Uh But... So you, you
1: mentioned, you mentioned, you know, you know Native American lore and mm-hmm. what's going on. So are you, are you thinking that this is a type of like a skinwalker or is it yeah. something different?
2: Uh, I mean, it, I guess the question is, you know, is, is Bigfoot or Sasquatch, is it a spirit first or is it an animal or, or that first? Right. or You know what I mean? Like, and to me, I almost feel like, you know, it is some kind of a spirit. I mean, we are spirits, right? Like, the, we're, this is just like a vessel. We're yeah. just in a freaking vehicle, and then we take off. We're a shell, right? Yeah. We're yeah. in a shell. So same way, but I feel like um, same <clears throat> Native American shamans talk about the ability to shape shift and different things,
1: right? And skin or skinwalk. walk. Yeah, yeah,
2: and uh, but a lot of the encounters, especially on the East Coast, I think all over the country for the most part, there's certain ones that are 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 not, but most of them are. Um, you know, positive. They're not like a negative thing. And there's like for me, this whole experience has been a spiritual journey. Like I've gotten more, I think, closer to what you may want to call God or the universe or what right. have you, or nature. I, I closer to that than I ever have because of this. Because it says there's something going on. than just you going from your job to your car to this box to this box in your yeah. house. And this is life. Chick, this
1: isn't
0: life. Chick. This so, other shit going yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We talked a lot about how, you know, usually sometimes the first, you know, obvious sign is you feel like someone's watching you. Yeah. So, you know, for the longest time, my only, my only, you know. Uh, well,
0: I, have, I have one, I have one right. interdimensional question. Okay. Right? Go ahead. I, yeah. I, what do you mean by interdimensional? Seriously. Because, so, uh, because you know, are you talking like. Like they're from a different dimension so or there, you're talking like, you, you yeah, know you know what I mean? There are
2: basically um, other dimensions kind of around us in the same kind of space. Yeah. So um, the idea is that, again, we're starting to look at this now. There's a, a scientist out of um, a lab in, I think, Tennessee that's starting to look at to see if there's a mirror universe similar to the Stranger Things Kind of idea. The upside yeah. down. Exactly. Yeah. So that there is now, you know, Einstein talked about the uh, uh, atoms and molecules having this weird, spooky, you know, the ability to kind of like this one spins and this one split off and it falls the same thing. Like it's all connected. There's this interconnectedness
0: yeah. of things. I don't trust him. He was awful. Yeah. At <laughs> awful at math.
1: But uh, yeah. math's not an exact science anyway. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> What? Yeah, I look at
2: I look at, uh, I look at when we pass away, uh, when we enter death, I feel like it's another dimension. It's another place. Like, because people always talk about they're still communicating with the ones that have passed, and they're somehow right. still able to see us, and they're still with us. And how can that be unless there is some kind of I don't know, almost like a fish tank kind of thing where you're looking down. Yeah. But um, and the reason. You know, with interdimensional, it's just because there's so many cases that
0: it kind of goes in that direction. That Well, I mean, when you, okay, so when I read that first, you're like, and then I heard you guys talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. I'm like, well, that completely explains why. No bones, no, no bones, no body, no, yeah. body, no yeah. nothing, right? Because I mean, with all the hunters out there, with all the, you know, even not even hunters, just hikers. Guess, just guess people what? that get to walk around, hikers, hunters, yeah.
2: they see it. They see, they see them and guess what? They don't say shit or yeah. they stop. Yeah. They most of them will stop hunting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're I'm they're like, I'm not <laughs> going no, back I'm in there. Not oh, out there. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I would probably Honest stop. To God. If and I then, had a giant being looking at me, <laughs> I'd be like, uh and nah, who wants to go
2: and, yeah. and I'm gonna go tell the world. No, no. you're not. No, it, like I I would not tell anybody if I'm terrified. Like I had a, a deer hunter in a tree stand get whistled at by something, he goes, was not a freaking, you know, something was messing with me and got so close that it started to whistle at me. And Bigfoot's known to whistle. That's how I uh, communicate. Yeah. So he jumped out of his tree stand and ran out of freaking woods <laughs> like, I mean, so when people tell me these stories, they're not to be, hey, this isn't my bravery story, right? right. We're telling stories like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. this one. No, I've pissed my pants I wet because myself. I saw something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So i i I think for me, I've always been. I, I want to be someone that's like, I'll listen to you, and I feel like people that come to tell me stuff uh, are telling me the truth. You know, well, like I, think I, th- I try to read that. Yeah, I
0: think I think nine times out of ten, they're gonna they're gonna tell you the truth yeah. because you are. I mean, you're someone that's willing to hear it. Well, right. You know. I mean, and, and I found fasc- fascinating
2: too is people read this and they go, "Oh my god!" I remembered a story or I remember an experience that I totally forget about until i read this one thing and so i get shit ton of those i got another one last week yeah and it blows my mind but i feel like okay this does have a bigger purpose than just being when people know when people
0: know that they're not going to get ridiculed for sharing something personal like that then yeah of course they're going to be willing to divulge
1: how do you decide which stories you're going to look further into 'Cause I'm like you said, you get a ton of stories. There's
0: certain ones that um Are there cute are
1: there like red flags that you look for in are. your story? There there are a lot of ways though of
2: how the stories come to me. Yeah. That I go, right. okay, this one's real. And others that I go, eh, you know, where I get might question it. Um yeah. but a lot of them that come to me are like people that I know, um, that go, All right. You can't tell anybody this. Don't tell anyone, and, especially not and, my wife. <laughs> but they'll describe things in details right? that I just, I go, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. And they don't know the you, significance of these they things. They don't know the Okay. And I'll ask them little things that they go, blah, blah, blah. And, I, and I'll go, oh my God, in my mind, I'm like, checklist, <laughs> yeah, You know, yeah. kind of doing this little yeah. thing. Um, but oftentimes, the ones that are coming to talk to me, you know, they really have an experience and they have something they're like, I have to tell you this because I can't believe I read this other story. I I'm a gentleman that, um, I think he saw the book in Barnes and Noble and then he saw the title orange orbs. He's 85. <laughs> And he goes, "Oh my god! I remember that orange orb sighting I had in 1968 by myself. <laughs> what? The and I, hell? Yeah, it unlocks something, yeah, and yeah. so I, that to me scares me, but it excites me too because I feel like I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and that's just for right now, because uh, you know wrote a book, but now I'm doing like TV stuff, which is
0: it's got to be so crazy. Exciting. It's, it's got to be so exciting. Yeah,
2: it's scary um, because it affects." You know, my family, it also affects, you know, I can't like, uh, I had to leave my job and basically come back and then they're like, all right, uh, we'll have to figure out how this is going to (laughs) work. You know, and I'm if like, what are you talking Then about?
0: you got to leave. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah.
2: now I'm, I'm kind of like in between kind of situations, which which sucks, yeah. but it's part of like well, this is what I'm doing.
0: You got,
1: like, I can just see you going out on some of these excursions and just having like an amazing time <laughs> researching, and then you come back to work, and the guys like, so about that GPS um, report? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We're yeah. going to need you to come in on <laughs> Saturday.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking of your family, though. Yeah, um, which one of your daughters, or was it both of them? You know what that um, is mentioned, or are we not talking about?
2: I them? will say no. They're they're no. very. Um, my two oldest have both had experiences, yeah. and they still do. Yeah. Um, and then now I was telling my, my wife too. about that. I was telling yeah. my wife
0: about that, and now how much do you discuss this stuff with them?
2: I'm very open, and one yeah. thing is to not. Um, I think there is a lot of fear, especially. You know, I grew up in the Christian home, Christian faith, and we yeah. taught we're taught that this is God and anything else is evil, right? <laughs> yeah. So anything else Those is... UFOs are the devil.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah. And there's people, you know, boom. And yeah. sure. There's evil people, right? There's oh, good yeah. people and there's evil people. But doesn't mean they're all, but it's the same thing where I kind of, you know Well,
0: you say that, but then you said you in the book that your mom or maybe it wasn't in the book, maybe it was on the podcast that your mom was talking about an experience that she had. Uh, we talked about her UFO. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, in the book. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah.
2: And it was, it was just a random thing that like something said, ask your mom about if she's had a UFO sighting. Cause I remember, and the reason why I asked is because, uh, Lester had, uh, mess up the dates, but I think it was 1938 where they had rain, uh, frogs. Raining yeah, from that's the sky. That's, yeah. That's crazy. Now this is mm-hmm. this was in a book by, uh, Charles Hall, Who started keeping compiling stories of strange events and yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I was always fascinated by that. And it was Leicester. My mom grew up in Leicester, which is right outside of Worcester, which also had these airship sightings in 1909 and also the. Oh, that's right. (laughs) So I asked my mom. I said, "Do you remember any UFO sightings as a kid?" She's like, "You know what? I did." And she said she described it as this huge triangle craft, bigger than a house. They were coming out of the reservoir. They used to go Fly. to the reservoir catching frogs and stuff as kids. Yeah, yeah, And they're coming, and the sun's kind of going down, summer day. And they're going back, and she sees it. It's hovering over her neighbor's house. And she said she started running back to her house, and she said she forgot anything after that. Yesterday, I'm looking at just recent sightings around this area. I'm writing right now for the second book. So I'm just looking at different things and different leads and and Lester. Uh, and I think it was like a year ago. Sorry, um, guy sees a triangle craft <laughs> over the res- <laughs> by the reservoir, the size of two to three houses. Oh. So he uses these descriptions, and he's also using a, a location. There's the bodies of water, so the reservoirs, and I kind of dive into mm-hmm. a little bit. No, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> that joke. In, the, in the book, yeah, 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 right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's something with with the reservoirs. There's something
1: with the water. And is there something with cemeteries cuz I know you bring up cemeteries. Yeah, and I think that book. has something
2: to do with souls. Yeah. Um but I think when it comes to water, I think that's why the navy's involved. Okay. Because you know, our world, our planet is 75% of it's water. The water, yeah. So if anything's yeah. hiding, yeah. yeah. If it's not coming from space um from different, you know, solar systems and star systems cuz it can't travel here. Well, you know, the interdimensional thing is they can be popping in and out of like little vortexes, portals, boom, yeah. boom, uh, which get into this whole, whole other thing with Mars and jump rooms and things that they talk about our own military doing this stuff and yeah. having this technology. And, um, yeah. yeah, the whole thing is you just go down this rabbit hole that you kind of go, OK, what is what is real? What's not? You right.
1: Know?
0: Yep. But, it's a deep rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah.
2: But no, I'm very open with the kids. I, just, I think it yeah. sounds
0: like, I mean. I don't know. I don't think I've ever had any experiences that I can think of. You know, and I mean, your family seems so. Is that I wonder? I'm I'm wondering is if there's just people that are open to it.
2: There is, and there's, there's,
0: it just you know,
2: there is, but there's also people that are not open to it that have these experiences that then they go fuck. I mean, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like they don't want to yeah. believe it. yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't want to believe it. Yeah, I um, can't.
1: I can't say for sure that I've ever had an experience, but I also I strongly believe that. I don't want to be so naive to think that in the entire realm of the universe yeah, yeah. we're the only ones. So well, I would right. think that that'd be very yeah. arrogant and yeah.
0: you know, yeah, absolutely. I I I don't because think, I, get, I don't think that at all and, and that I think yeah, I mean, you look at the universe. We I mean, just is look so, up at the sky so like really we're the only ones? Really? Right. We're the right. only ones? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, but right. it stinks that we, god we just can't find like I mean, we see proof but we can't like well, like we can't find we, the bones. We can't study the it's bones. It's coming. We can't study I mean, it, You know things, what I mean? Things like, are coming. It's just, yeah. We're
1: a culture of like, yeah. we have to just know. And, like, and I think it's... Yeah. Like, oh, yeah I'm, yeah.
0: I'm definitely like, if I can't feel it, touch it. Right. See, see it, it,
1: taste it. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: I'm just... Well, I don't know if I want to taste Sasquatch. Well, I mean... I mean, <laughs> yeah.
2: you know. I think the biggest thing is we don't know where we come from. We don't know where we go. Right? right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. those are the biggest questions of the universe. And it's something that I feel like we're coming to a point and maybe we're not. But um, I feel be, like we are getting to my this My mom told
0: me I came from a stork <laughs> and was dropped down the chimney.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's because she doesn't like you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> She loves me. <laughs> <She's> awesome. <laughs> Fuck you, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> she loves you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: It's true, yeah. though. So you know, we yeah, you know, yeah, we were. Then, like, it's, I would say three of the biggest mysteries, you know, are heaven, hell, and purgatory. And we we kind of touched on that realm a little bit. Yeah. You know that that weird like in between space, where you know no one really knows yeah, I think what's going purgatory, well, on. Purgatory is like another dimension. Just, really, Yeah, like, it's another yeah. dimension. Yeah,
0: yeah. So. There's a, yeah, I don't know. So we talked <laughs> a, lot a ton of, of mysteries. We talked, a lot of them are in that damn book. Yeah, we <laughs> talked
1: a lot about Bigfoot, but so how did you transition from you know the Bigfoot into UFOs and orbs and and um, how close does that you know connect to like the paranormal world? World. So
2: it's it's funny. Like when this book came out, it was controversial on, for a lot of reasons. One, in the Bigfoot world, you have these different camps that this is a flesh and blood animal. And then you have others that there's something else that's kind of supernatural, paranormal yeah, yeah, to this thing. Yeah. Um, and then also, like with UFOs, there's also camps that believe that this is just the government and these are technologies that we're just developing and that's that's that, the right. non-aliens. Um, but what attracted me was the fact of me having, um, I think, the interest in both of these subjects at a young age, being interested in UFOs and Bigfoot. But then I started seeing the connections or seeing these weird, um, you know, there'd be a, a UFO story and then there'd be a Bigfoot thing start picking up. But then other people like uh, Stan Gordon, he wrote a book called Silent Invasion. It was about this um, in 1976 in Pennsylvania over the course of like a month. UFO sightings, Bigfoot sightings, all in this small town. And people saw like this UFO felt that crashed. And so there's, I was always looking at and reading these books from researchers and they're starting to point in this direction. Yeah. And people like John Keel, who wrote The Mothman Prophecies and other books, um, that kind of pointed to, to this. And so I started to kind of like take it and kind of look at it and, and kind of look at what's going on with the orange orbs. And for me, the orange orbs came into play from me experiencing those myself on, like, eight different occasions. Whoa. And uh, and not knowing what the hell they are, but knowing that they were something that was, like, out of this world or kind of just something that was not normal. And um, it just kind of, like, started paying attention and following kind of, like, the, the path of where these things started falling in front of me. And, like, stories would kind of come and then... People talk about their different things with orbs, and it still f- blows me away. Like, what are these things? But a lot of people believe that they are uh, just simply energy, or they're also energy that contains entities, and this is how they're traveling. And and this, you know, and there are stories I talk about. One that goes back over Fort Devens, our military base, yeah, that is now. Um, it's still active but more like reserve there's and they're a, doing stuff
0: there's
1: a smaller there's, section that's still
0: active well, it's a yeah, pri- yeah. and it's a prison hospital right and, and there's other stuff kind of going on commercial stuff dod there. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: homeland yeah. security is there too i think yeah. um yeah so there's just there's just um this area i think has all of this happening And bridgewater triangle is another place that's almost mimics so it just I think uh seeing that there has to there's some connection they're all happening in the same place they're all happening in the same time frame and they all seem to happen to the people like the guy that had uh Bigfoot you know sighting has had UFO and an orb mm-hmm. <laughs> sighting so there's always these little uh-huh. elements of of all of it kind of connecting so,
0: so how how <laughs> How different is New England from the, I don't know, the rest of the world? Like, I mean, you know, as far as UFO sightings, uh, big com- fuzz, orb yeah. sightings, like the the whole nine yards. I mean, it, is New England a hotbed or is just this just a, a microcosm of the rest of the United States, the rest of the North American continent? You know, what is it comparatively?
2: So there was a recent uh, report that just came out, I think a couple weeks ago, and it had out of... Um, the top states in the country for UFO sightings, uh, Vermont and Maine made the top five.
1: My uncle swears he weird. saw <clears throat>
0: a, a UFO up at our, our camp I, It wouldn't surprise Maine. me. I mean, there's no lights yeah. up there, so if right. something's going to shoot overhead, yeah, you you're going to see, see it. You're gonna yeah. see it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. that's what he was. He was saying he was sitting out on the dock on the lake and he saw it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. people
2: see, you know, not just lights, but, you know, flying saucer craft. I right? mm-hmm. just interviewed a guy last week for the book that, had sightings in the early seventies, um, mid seventies, of flying saucers with other friends, just watching this thing, and and every single time they saw a craft, blinks out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so it's not like gone. It disappears. Yeah, it, just, it goes behind <laughs> some wall. So yeah. kind of.
2: So the interdimensional thing works not only with Bigfoot, UFOs, but also the orbs. I've seen these orange orbs in the middle of the day clear blue sky with friends with binoculars watching this thing and I'm like do you see a a paper lantern bag he's like nope what do you see he's like a freaking ball a fireball and And it's gone and then he's watching (laughs) it sorry he's watching it and it disappears I'm watching it disappear right from my eyes he watched it through the binoculars and he still is like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, do you just, do you want, you just you, seeing what you, I was seeing? But you, but you saw want, it. Yeah. It's but like you want God come to come, come down and bitch uh, slap. I mean, yeah, yeah, what yeah, do you need? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so it's things like that too. It's like broad. You're, you're watching it. You yeah. just experience it, but you're still but doubting you, it.
0: I mean, I just I wonder. <laughs> I mean, we're uh, New England's not a. Uh, but yeah, to
2: your question, yeah, yeah, to your question. So there are monster lands all over the country. Yeah. Just in Massachusetts alone, uh, Bridgewater Triangle, very similar. Um, Western Mass, uh, Mount Greylock area, mm-hmm. very similar. Mystery Hill up in Salem, New Hampshire. There's all these places that have this activity, and this, these are the places, too, that the Native Americans said, don't go. Don't stay go. Out. Just yeah. stay out of there. They Just leave them out. alone. Yeah, they yeah, leave yeah. us alone. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> they talk about the star people in these different places, and... Um, in like Monsterland was known as the the UFO landing area before they call it Monsterland. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It, it's it's fascinating to me and, and um I, I know this is just, like you said, it was like a microcosm, just, yeah. just a small snapshot of what's happening all over the place. Like and even just, neighboring towns, there's similar shit going on. But you on have there. to yeah. look
0: for that stuff. You do. Like you don't just go on the news and like, oh, another UFO UFO sighting no, today. You know, cause you like, you have to, you have to pull for Because a lot of people are
2: having experiences and they're not going to either, They're unless they're blogging about it, they're shooting a video yeah how do you know unless you that's kind true of, that's yeah. true unless
0: there's visual proof then most people aren't going to click the link anyway right right i mean it's yeah you have not to gonna, have a video yeah you have to have or an image or something or something
2: and now like it's like yeah. i don't have to seek it out people will kind of come to me now where i'm i've kind of like created a name where it's like okay if you've had some weird sighting, you should talk to this guy yeah, yeah. yeah. i constantly get people tagging me on facebook like Ronnie, look at this thing running oh, yeah. and it's that's awesome yeah and I and, I and i, I want to it's be good that for you. To, it's
0: good for you. I mean, it's a resource that you, I mean, it's great. you do to search for it, but I then mean, you have to wade my, through the.
2: You know, my thing is more so for kind of like giving them uh, an ear, but also like, you're not crazy. There's other people seeing the same fucking thing Yeah, you yeah. saw. It. And they're mm-hmm. like,
0: yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, thank God. And that's, that's <laughs> honestly,
2: that gives me more, you know, like, that's yeah. more important for me to see that than, and then, because then they'll be more willing to talk and tell others their Brother, their sister, their neighbor, they probably say the same thing, but they yeah. don't know until they s- say something and share about it. So,
1: yeah, so you wrote the book and you're also uh, the co host of Monster Land podcast, yeah, with Maddie Blake. So, how did you and Maddie? Very and funny. Meet?
2: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Maddie, um, I had done when the book came out, I had done the Hillman Morning Show, okay, yeah, and um, did that, which was great, helped me kind of promote it, and then. Maddie and Nick Stevens, who's plays Fitzy, is yep. doing a lot of stuff like uh, with Wei now as well. But they came on AF as a afternoon team, and they end up showing up. And first day, their new offices and uh, Greg Hill and the gang had moved down the hall. Yeah, and they gave them the old offices, but they were just cluttered with CDs and books and everything. Yeah, everything. was like, guys need to come clean this clean shit them. up. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I think Maddie and Nick were kind of bitched about it, like, you know, come on, like, w- whatever. So they had, a couple PAs came down and cleaned up half an hour. Whole place was clean. They come back in, and then Maddie's like, oh, what the fuck? They forgot something. And he looks on his desk, and it was my book. Oh. <laughs> like, no. It was sitting on his desk, and I had no idea that he's such a fan of, like, the paranormal and right. stuff. So he ended up like, oh, my God, what the hell? And then uh, Stiz, who was the producer at the time with Greg Hill when I was on, became their producer it was like oh yeah he was great you know we had him on yeah maddie ended up reading the book over the next couple of nights and um was like oh my we to have him in because he didn't realize it was local stuff and yeah so i went on the show and we had a blast and the, the great thing was that the phones just lit up mm-hmm. like yeah they're like what the hell like people calling with stories and nick was you know had to play that kind of like <laughs> skeptic part and, he, yeah. and we're great friends um and he's he always still gives me shit, uh, <laughs> but he started to see kind of as the as I did that for over two years doing uh, Monsterland Monday with with mm-hmm. oh nice Nick. yeah that's yeah. great. So yeah. after that first interview, Maddie kind of looks to me and says, "Hey, dude, would you be kind of our uh, paranormal point person Yeah. stories?" Kind of, pr-? I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, Hell yeah, I said, "I go, what if we did this?" I go, "What if we made a Monsterland Monday?" And he's like, Oh my god, I love you. And he goes, I love it. And uh, I go, We do it like once a week. Well, let's do it once a month and just kind of see how right. it goes. So I was like, Great. So yeah. you know, I call yeah. my wife after doing the interview. She's like, How'd it go? I'm like, Awesome. She's like, It sounded great. I said, Yeah, I'm also going to be their uh, paranormal guy, and we're doing went, What? Yeah, so things just started opening up and happening, and so I did that. Uh, and every time I go in and hang out with those guys, so much friggin' fun. It was yeah. the funniest yeah. uh, radio show in Boston, uh, like awesome. But um, I started the podcast on my own, probably like six months after doing Months Land Monday. And I did like five episodes and just wasn't feeling it. And I did it at Lumster TV Access Studios, TV studio, great there, helped me yeah. out, edited everything. Uh, but it was just, and I had Skyped in, I had Nick Redfern as my first guest he's written over a
1: hundred books. He's on yep. history channel all over the place. And it's, it probably wasn't as fancy as my basement. Yeah,
0: no, this is, this is better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: Sure.
2: <laughs> uh, but then uh, I stopped cause I was just like, I'm uh, not, feeling, not this. feeling it. Yeah. And Maddie kind of approached I think, me. And, I
0: think we're our own worst critics when it comes yeah. to that stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, what I mean? for
2: sure. Like I, I, for me, I was looking at it like, I don't want to do podcasts, but it was almost like I was looking at it as a way to market the book and, yep. and, people were so everyone's doing a podcast i was like yeah. oh, this could be a cool way for me to kind of help promote it whatever so we end up meeting um at watcher's brewing company for one of the openings and he just said dude yeah, that was a great he goes, podcast oh my yeah. god he was like um you know this this could be uh this could be a tv show you know like the whole story and but the whole thing and so we started talking. He said, like, you should do your podcast again, and I'll, I'll be your co-host. I'm like, are you kidding me? Hell like yeah. Like a radio, yeah. professional radio yeah. guy, does it Boston. For yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. So, and then he really, um, he's he comes from like a, a producer mindset. Uh, so we kind of just partnered together and working on, um, I'll bring in a lot of the different people that I've met over the years, researchers and yeah. authors, and different guests and he's also tied in different celebrities and stuff that we'll pull in as well. Nice. And it's been a great mix. Uh, David Yaz of pod six, one, seven is our producer. Um, we filmed the first season with Ian Barrett, who's legendary. Yeah. I directed God smack videos and (laughs) nice. And so he was filming it for us at his studio, but it was tough to kind of coordinate the podcast producers, his schedule, our schedule. And it was a lot of work, but we wanted to get like a visual element that first season and which we did, which was great. But second season, we're like, let's just try to focus on the audio, audio. side of it, yeah, okay. and um, you know, and then and see if we can maybe tr- try to turn this into a show. So yeah. um, the cool thing is, we met with um, uh, Mixtape, which is it's kind of like a sub-label of McGilla Entertainment out of New York, which does a lot of reality TV for travel and history. And so we developed a TV show for Monsterland like six months ago. And kind of put that together. Um, so we're trying to, I guess, retool it a little bit, and we're going to try to shoot um, in the next, hopefully, next thirty days. We're going to go shoot like a little pilot. Nice, that's awesome. Um, nice. So four or five days, and go shoot, and just try to get some tape, and maybe not get a full pilot, or just get some kind of a you know a teaser kind of thing. Um, so that's exciting. So it's you
0: and Maddie B. So
2: yeah. So the idea wow. is uh, basically me and Maddie um, kind of going out. And um, looking at originally starting in, in New England, New England, looking at other locations and talking with witnesses that are experiencing, whether it's Bigfoot sightings, UFO sightings, orb sightings, but also trying to connect
0: yeah. the dots.
2: <clears throat> all these things, yeah. you know, and that's this could go into. We've identified you know fifty other locations across the country that could be.
0: Well, I am sorry, people. I have no idea what happened to the last thirty seconds, of one minute of audio. Uh, UFOs, I guess. But uh, you didn't miss much. It was basically Jim and I kissing Ronnie's ass and thanking him for coming in. So uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Jim and I certainly did. It was a it was a blast having him in, and we're definitely having him in again. All right, thanks for listening.
1: Dad's worldwide, worldwide. worldwide. loyal listeners, possibly you. Yeah.